for invasion. This is Indie Invasion. After the heavens tore apart, Europe in ruin. The effect of the rent in the sky on the powers of Europe was immediate and profound. The Vatican had been wiped from the face of the world and the continent's most prosperous trade routes had become a storm-ravaged nightmare. In the face of the physical disaster and the looming metaphysical and theological threats, the leaders of Europe's prominent states agreed to a hasty peace accord. The first shocked response to isolate themselves from further harm. Though only the westernmost lands of the Ottomans had directly suffered, the greater part of their maritime strength had been shattered on the waters by the Mediterranean convulsions. France and Spain were similarly beset, and those few ships that had survived the sudden tidal waves were far too few to meet the demands for supplies from a starving populace of a whole continent. Those vessels that dared the torrential rains and driving winds were often beset by North African corsairs slipping out from hidden moorings, their cargoes often worth more than gold in such troubled times. Whole military and trading fleets had been lost, and lands that had once fed the growing cities were now wasteland or quagmires. Starvation and crime ran rampant in the larger settlements as food became scarce. Those that did not riot over the daily increases in the price of bread fled the dangerous streets for the perceived sanctuary of the open fields, to fend for themselves rather than rely upon the rapacious profiteering of the merchant class. Many died as ill-prepared to farm, hunt, or fish as they were to fend off the strange spirits and hunger-mad animals that now prowled the darkness of the countryside. Brigandage rose swiftly as the desperate flocked to those with the means to take what was needed. Companies of soldiers that had been sworn to the service of their monarchs abandoned their oaths to fend for themselves setting up tolls on the roads, waylaying the sporadic caravans that moved through hills and forest. This thievery added to the plight of the city dwellers who felt under siege to these outside forces. Driven to butcher whatever pets, vermin, and pack animals they could find. The young, old and enfeebled, died in the thousands their bodies unceremoniously heaped into mass graves beyond the town limits, hastily blessed by the handful of priests that had dared stay with their parishes after the revelation of God's fury, as it was believed by most. Not since the plagues of centuries before had death stalked the land so mercilessly. Despite the pacts of their rulers, the people were hungry for war demonizing their neighbors as gluttonous devils that would not share their abundance, their desperation blinding them to the truth that all suffered as equally as them. 
Many citizens took it into their own hands to liberate the stores of others, forming peasant armies that roamed the countryside, more often than not falling upon each other before they even reached a town or village in another country. The call for belligerent action came from generals and captains too. And in those countries where the nobility still held sway, there were many in the aristocracy that bent the ears of their monarchs with pleas to reclaim old lands lost in distant wars. It was no common humanity that stayed the hands of Europe's rulers, nor any real concept of mutual need. The bare truth was that there was not a state in the continent that could finance a war, nor had the means to feed an army. Simply keeping order in their capitals and major trade centers stretched the coffers to the limits and creditors were hard to come by following a succession of currency crisis in Europe's developing banks. Anarchy was allowed to hold sway over much of the countryside in France, Spain, the former Holy Roman Empire, and the Balkans. There was simply nothing that royal or state authorities could do to enforce their laws in the more far-flung regions of their lands. When a winter more bitter than any before approached, it seemed that Europe would tear itself apart. Of the naval powers that had been on the rise, Portugal, the Netherlands, and England were least maligned by developments. Being of smaller size in general, their rulers maintained a tighter grip on their subjects. Circumstance also favored them, having had little presence in the Mediterranean prior to the rent-in-the-sky's cataclysmic arrival. While many former powers had lost entire fleets, theirs remained relatively intact and ready to exploit the new world being created in the Americas and Asia. Even so, there was one former maritime authority that would quickly return to even greater prominence. The merchant fleet of Venice. Thanks guys for listening to today's tales. You can find our Indie Invasion podcast on all podcast platforms, including Podbean, Google, and iTunes. And please visit us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. And if you can, support us on Patreon slash Indie Invasion. And feel free to email us with any questions or comments at IndieInvasion at gmail.com. And remember, guys, don't forget to prepare yourself for the invasion. <laughs>